question or opinion, sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I... I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. Oh, it's 5 o'clock on Friday, and yes, we're promoting it. Go have you a nice cold Pacifico. Our buddy Sam Pittman. Ooh, hot seat. You mentioned it earlier this week. He's one of those guys out there that had a quick little run up, and uh, now yeah. the pressure's on. Yeah, who did they have yesterday? They had Sam Pittman, Dave Aranda, and Billy Napier as the three hottest seats in college football going into this year. I can get down with that. And then the next group they had Kalani Sataki at BYU, Chip Kelly at UCLA, and oh, you know it. You better, you better win this year on Rivalry Week, Ryan Day at Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, that's not realistic with Ryan Day, though, is it? <sighs> if if they win ten games again, but lose to Michigan, ten games again, they won. They not win eleven last year. Well, in the regular yeah, season. Just, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you keep knocking out 10, 10, 11 win seasons. Like, I don't think they've only won ten. Haven't they? Haven't they all been eleven win at least? His record so far at Ohio State is fifty six and eight. And I actually was laughing earlier this week. Of I'm rooting for Ohio State to go eleven and one and lose to Michigan, just to see if they would fire a head coach who's sixty seven and nine overall and as the head coach at Ohio Jeez. State. Yeah. Probably like the best winning percentage in the history of the program. Um, but if they change well, coaches, I don't know. pretty good. Like they, Michigan just won a national championship. If they change coaches and then all, all of this turnover in Michigan, Woo. and they still beat you, I'm just I'm in no way would I put it at zero percent that Ryan Day could get fired if he loses to Michigan this year or yeah after this year. Yeah. Yeah, I. I, I, I mean, it all kind of depends on how it happens, but I know people are really frustrated up there, and they had people calling for it after, um, you know, after this year. Now, I, you know who I can't believe is not on there. I can't believe Lincoln Riley's not on there. Yeah, um, I think he's a year away from being on there. I, I also don't know what the buyout situation there is, and maybe it right. gets to a point where that doesn't matter. But um, I don't know. Like at A and M, we, we kind of know the dynamic of that place, right? They've got yeah. a bunch of oil money there. Whatever. We'll just. It was dumb we did this in the first place, and well, it's probably dumb that we're going to buy this guy out with the number that it is. But whatever. We'll just throw money at the problem like we always do. I just don't know the dynamic of the USC fan base, and if they would just jump at the opportunity to pay a twenty million dollar buyout for someone, if that's what it is. Right. Well. Here's the here's the real truth though, that bowl game win that they had, really saved the narrative because you remember what the former players and everyone was saying on oh, yeah social media like they were pissed about how last season went down and you know there's all kinds of rumors about 
what went on with their NIL stuff, and I I don't know. I, I don't know what they happened They beat Louisville, there. and it kind of uh, calmed things down, which is crazy to say. Good point it from did. the 405 about going 11-1 and and losing to Michigan. 11-1 uh, gets him in the playoff, though, this year. So if you, if you were to make a run in the playoff, even after that loss, maybe he's still there. But if you were That's to go 11-1 and one, but lose your first playoff game, then – because, dude, Ohio State's always been committed in football. That'll never change. But they were really committed this offseason, weren't they? Quinshawn yeah. Judkins, Caleb Downs, the players they went out and got in the portal, a new ADs there, which is always important. You just can't consistently lose to Michigan and keep your job there. No. Yeah, the new AD, yeah, that's a that's interesting. I don't know. I, it, it would be wild if it got to that. I think I, I don't know, but I, I quarterback man, it's it's crazy that they went from having what JT Barrett, Fields, CJ Stroud. Am I missing anyone in that little yes that group? Uh, Dwayne Haskins was in that group. Haskins, like, and the numbers for all those guys have been incredible. To go from those guys to Will Howard. And I think Will Howard is a solid quarterback. It's just, I don't get it. How would they not, how is he not better on roster with quarterback than, than that right now? With everyone who was available and how much money they spent in other places? Yeah, because here's kind of, Here's what I've seen from Will Howard. He's done some nice things, but kind of the writing was on the wall for him at Kansas State this year, right? They wanted to move forward with the true sophomore now, Avery Johnson. They, they wanted the younger guy there for the future, correct? And what then, do they call it whenever you um, – oh, it's like the new term for, for quitting, but you don't, like, really quit. Quiet quit? Is that what it is? That's, well, what, that's how I hear it. I think that's right. They – Quiet benched Will Howard yeah. by going with the two quarterback system, and then you know he got his job taken at K State, and now he's going to be the starting quarterback at Ohio State. Well, but that you're I, you're just thinking about one time, and I was going to bring up that that happened this year, but he helped them win games the year before, but he wasn't the opening day quarterback or the quarterback that had the most starts the year before. That was Adrian Martinez of all people. I know. That's what I'm saying. Am I like? No, you're not crazy. How come I, no I'm, one I'm, else is talking about it? I like, think a, a lot. Well, I think we are people who have seen him play around here locally are, but nationally, I don't. There's not the thought that he's going to hold them back, and I don't. I don't understand that. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. From a like a nationally contending program. Blue blood, under pressure, got to have a big year. Main rival just won a national championship and got it rolling. And you get a, a quarterback that's solid from Kansas State. 
I mean, I guess you know all you, all you can do is go get what's out there. But they also I'm got Julian roster. They also got Julian Sane in the transfer portal, who was the number one quarterback in this uh, last recruiting class. So, yeah. but he's a true freshman. So factor that one. Yeah, in. and he's a true freshman, and you know, I. He didn't pass the eye test for me. You did some Julian Sayan film study? Really? No, 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 no. I'm ju- I've never seen him throw football. It's just like, whenever you know, whenever you look at someone, it's like, hang on a second, that's the number one quarterback? That guy right there? Like, that's – he failed that eye test with me, okay? Now, it's not 100%, but I've been pretty good with it. Jake. I don't, you, you're the same way. You can see what was it? I used to. You also always say you see quarterback throw the ball once. Yes. And no. Uh huh. Yeah. I knew right uh-huh. away that Will Howard. Eh, maybe he's a jag. Maybe he's I just really okay. just just got to see the haircut, and, you know, and how they look, and then <laughs> I, I kind of make my judgment there. JT and it's Tulsa. not the most scientific thing, but it's worked. JT and Tulsa says Will Howard is a master of failing upwards. Well. Not only did he fail upwards to a better program, I'm sure he's making a lot more money as well at Ohio State compared to what he was last year. There you go. Speaking of Ohio State. It's never paid more to be a mediocre college quarterback. It's true. OU has played so many other big-time programs through the years that OU fans have developed a strong hate for other programs not in the conference or in the region. Mm -hmm. USC hated amongst OU fans. LSU, hated amongst OU fans. Yeah. Uh, Miami, same thing, right? Yeah. How do how does this fan base feel about Ohio State? I don't I guess I don't feel a strong reaction one way or the other about those guys. Uh a lot of it has to do with how did our last game against them go and we beat them so the hate is soft. Yeah, and you also had another great moment against them in the in the horseshoe before Baker planted the flag. One of the more recognizable right. moments yeah, 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 in school yeah. history with Uve knocking down a field goal. Yeah. Now, those other schools that you mentioned, LSU, last two times we played them, we lost. USC, last time we played them, we lost. Miami, I'm not sure. I think last time we played them, we lost. Yes. Right? Tw- uh, 2009, I think, was the last time, and that was a loss. So, I mean, that has a lot to do with it, I think. <laughs> That's why Florida State, I think Florida State's a very hateable team nationally. Not a whole lot of people like Florida State, but OU's fared quite well against Florida State over the years, so I, I've never felt a whole lot of right. hate uh, for, for those guys amongst the fan base. Should have beat them in the, uh, what you call, bowl. Cheese it. The Cheese it bowl, now the Pop-Tarts bowl. Yeah, should have happened. Uh, oh. 865 says, can't stand joke state. Chris in Chicago yeah. says, I've been to a few games in Seabus, Douche Rockets, the lot of them. <laughs> um, 316, hate them. We own their field now, though. Ha ha. 918, yeah, Will Howard needs to follow the path of Blake Bell. He needs to switch to tight end to have a chance of making the NFL. We need someone to get back into Wikipedia and change the. Uh, like the name of the field or whatever it is at Ohio State to Baker Mayfield. Yes, How yes. you do that? Someone do that. Homework assignment this weekend. Cherokee Sooner says, I didn't give a rat's rump about Ohio State until they tried to trademark the word the. Now I just roll my eyes at them. 
uh, which is another reminder of Notre Dame. Not a lot of no, uh, Notre Dame lovers around here. Well, is is that the school historically that's gotten the most hate from OU fans outside of your conference, Notre Dame? Notre Dame or Miami, One probably. Of One of them, for sure. Sean says, don't forget we hate Boise State for no real reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, you're for right, being Sean. America's sweetheart. I, I do hate those guys still today. Can't stand them. Yeah. And uh, normally when you hate someone and they have scoreboard over you, you'd like to have another chance at them, but it'd be the same thing all over again. The no-win scenario if you played Boise State one more time. No kidding. Yeah. And if they played that game again, I'd have to relive that for an entire week leading up to that game, which How's I don't think the, I want to do. Is there a lot of – is there Florida hatred? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like not, not Miami. It seems to be kind of muted. It's not right. brought up like the other, play, other schools. Not Miami, not Notre Dame level, but how many times – I mean, Florida, you beat them the last time you played them, but – that wasn't as meaningful of a game as the previous right. time. Have has, had OU played Florida before that 08 title game? I don't remember a whole lot of OU Florida games before then. I don't know, honestly. I I've got a I've got a pick for new. Uh, well, I don't know. Not going to be the most hated team, but it's going to be a team that definitely makes their way uh, into the current. Top five or top three most hated teams that Mid-Zoo? No. It's gonna be Ole Miss. Oh gosh. Why? Well, because um we have a sensitive fan base. <laughs> and rightfully so. And Lane Kiffin, it's just not going to go well. With Lane Kiffin in our fan base. He's going to take his shots. That's going to happen. Yes. And granted, he does with just about every SEC fan base, but uh-huh. he'll find out quickly that he can strike a nerve with OU fans. You're right. That's right. So I think Ole Miss is going to climb up onto the uh, – they're going to get in the mix pretty quick. I actually think everyone's going to get in the mix really quick. Good. Good. Let's go to battle. Chris uh, in Chicago says, I hate Boise so much, I hope that running back and cheerleader are now divorced. <laughs> I, I don't think they are. I, un- I, unfortunately, Chris, I, I think I saw recently they're living a happy life together. Doesn't it just make you sick, Ian Johnson? Oh. Yeah, they, they, they're, uh, their oldest kid's probably a three-star recruit right now. Oh, Highest-ranked. Recruit Boise State's ever had, then, if that's the case. That's right. 931, I can narrate the three epic F-bombs thrown at me in Columbus. Profanity artist. That's good. They were, um, I guess I didn't know what to expect when they came to Norman. I didn't go to Columbus. They were uh, they, they were jerks, and they pretty much let everyone know, yeah, we're going to be jerks to you again once you come back to Norman. Not the nicest fan base out there. And a lot of jersey wearing was going on with Ohio State. Yeah. Fans. Big jersey yeah, fan yeah, base. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big jersey fan base. I think that's kind of a that's a northern thing, isn't it? I think that's a northern thing. I don't thing. know if it's a northern thing. It's definitely an NFL t- thing. And they have two NFL teams in their own state. So maybe that's yeah. why it's a th- I don't know. But 
That's out of any other college football fan base, I've never seen more jerseys worn than than by Ohio State fans. And oh, most of them are just jerseys with the Ohio State O, aren't they? A lot of them. Well, they and I still think they do. Like Sooners across the chest. I don't know. I don't think Ohio State have ever had jerseys that say Ohio State or Buckeyes across. It's yeah. just like a giant number up front. Right. And that's yeah. Y- yeah. No, that is a good point, though. Heavy, heavy jersey-wearing fan base, which I don't. Want, I wonder how it is in the SEC. I don't. The Florida State was a heavy jersey-wearing team. I feel like the SEC. There will be jerseys, but they wear a lot of overalls. Like, I was about to say, a lot of those overalls. Yeah, Tennessee fans, LSU fans. It's more of like crazy outfits. Crazy outfits. Or like uh, Ole Miss, it's Sunday best outfit. Right. Yeah. What would you say OU fans are? Just a simple T-shirt wearing, hat wearing fan base. Yeah, I I feel like our fan base. I mean, they wear the same thing they wear on a day to day basis. I kind of feel like, isn't it? Out. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, depending on what section you're in, it's either crimson or white. The uh, OU polo that uh, you you wear to the game on Saturday, you might coach's wear it to work, polo might wear it to work again on Monday if you have a nice meeting. Who yeah, knows? we may be we may be like the heaviest coaches polo team <laughs> in the country. <laughs> Seriously, and uh, and visor wearing as well. Yeah, have that distinction. Yeah. Cherokee Sooner says the SEC is shirtless, and I yeah, body paint, yeah. I've started to see some of the striped crimson uh, overall show up. It's an SEC requirement that at least 5% of your fan base wears that to every game. I think I'm trying to remember. I see them selling them now at different stores. So, God. Lisa, 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 uh, houndstooth is not a requirement around here like it is at Alabama. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if that creeps its way in. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on next. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. If you're looking for good times and great rewards, Riverwind is your place to play. With almost 3,000 of your favorite games. As long can be. They really protect the rim. You know, watching them, you know, beat Kansas, beat Texas. I thought they, they gave it Baylor everything yesterday. You know, it was a tough loss for them, but I really, you know, like their guard, Darius Johnson. I mean, what a game. And Avery's playing terrific. Um, they have really good length. Uh, they and they just guard you, and then the way they shot the ball last night, they made 14 threes against Baylor. So they absolutely um, are one of the best defensive teams I've seen on film because of their length, and they play really hard, and then they make you get to the basket, and then they they just one of the top shot blocking teams in the country. Porter Moser on UCF, OU and UCF tomorrow 3 p.m. on ESPN Plus. Sooners listed as a. One and a half point favorite tomorrow in Orlando. 
We talked about the hoops game in the opening segment today, and wow, this the tone of optimism that was spewing from us on this basketball game tomorrow. What a difference mm. a win makes. But is there any part of you that is at least a little uncomfortable with how good you feel about tomorrow's game? Because I definitely feel uncomfortable with how comfortable I feel about things going into tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It would be, honestly, really disappointing if they lost. Um, I mean, UCF has one conference win, and that is a good one at home against Houston. Other than that. Kansas is who they beat. Oh. um, They wish they beat Houston. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. Um, I mean, they got more than one conference win, don't they? They have. Yeah, they two. won in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, they're three and five in conference. Sorry, uh, I was looking at the wrong thing. But you know, they're athletic. They got good length. But you know, I still think we're a better basketball team. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight game, though. I mean, that's just how it's gonna be. Um, you know, I. How do you think that Oklahoma should attack them offensively with uh, with the length that they've got? You heard Porter Moser talking about how, it right there. How, I mean, I this is the simplest answer I can give, but the best answer. I OU's not bad down low. I think Sam Godwin's put together back to back really nice games, but he's mm-hmm. not the most physically imposing big man that you're going to see in this league. I, I think this game is pretty simple, man. Show me the shooting percentage tomorrow from the field. Show me what the three-point percentage looks like tomorrow. I can probably tell you what this game's going to look like. Now, that wouldn't have been true against Kansas State. It was the exact opposite. They didn't shoot it well. Free throw percentage was bad, and they still won by 20. But that's not going to be the norm. They're going to have to They're going to have to shoot really well tomorrow. But they can guard on the perimeter defensively as well, so it's not like... That's the only place where they're good defensively. Open shots, yeah. I'm sure, are going to be tough to come by tomorrow. Listen to this stat line. So their last game was against Baylor, um, 77-69 loss. And field goal percentage, they outplayed Baylor, 54% to 47. Three-point percentage, 52% for UCF from three. Uh, out-rebounded them, and lost the game by eight. So they had the exact opposite game that OU did yeah. during the week? They they had a bunch of turnovers. So I maybe that's something that's perhaps a good sign for us if we can go in, force some turnovers defensively, and get out and run in transition. That's still one of the better things that we do uh, athletically. So, I mean, if we – we can replicate that. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, it is not a laughing matter. Okay. However, it kind of was a laughing matter yesterday when Porter said, stop hopping in my DMs asking if we ever shoot free throws or not. Right. It goes without saying, all right, it's funny to look back on the stat line on Tuesday and see the 60-something percent and you still win by 20. Um, this is a game tomorrow. Are you better than UCF? I think so. Come on, guys. Got to be better from the free throw line tomorrow. Enough's enough. Yeah. Cut the crap. 
start making free throws. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I Because they've been a good free throw shooting team before these past couple of games against Tech and Kansas State. It's not right. like it's all been bad this year. They, they've proven that they can shoot free throws, and you're a Division yeah, One basketball player, man. I, especially if you're a guard, you can shoot free throws. It's just all about confidence right now for those guys. That's that's what sure. it comes down to. Yeah. And, you know, it's a good thing that they missed a bunch of free throws and still won the game. Like, it'd be another thing if missing a bunch of free throws would cost you two games this year. Um, well, I don't know. Did it cost you that North Carolina game? It definitely kept you out of it. Um, cost you the Tech game for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, they're what they're seventy four percent on the on the season. Um, I, I I don't think it I don't think it's something to worry about yet. But I don't know. <laughs> I can be wrong. Yeah, about you're that. about you're about ten minutes away in the first ten minutes tomorrow from changing your opinion on that. It, it's almost like. Um, you've ever seen a baseball game before where you know a team that's pretty solid defensively someone makes an error and then somebody else makes an error and then it almost turns into you know what I mean like it it becomes contagious like players that normally don't make errors are making errors because team I kind of feel like that's what's going on a little bit with the basketball team which is not a good spot to be I think they could snap out of it pretty quickly with one game but it's, it's almost like it's just kind of contagious with everyone at this point, just missing free throws. No, that's right. Um, it's in their head when they go to the line. You know, it's it's interesting that uh, Owe is not a very good foul shooter. He's, what, 60, 66%? Both him and uh, Uzan are 66% as guards. That's not good. And, you know, they've shot a pretty decent amount of free throws. I mean, always shot the most free throws on the team, and he's just 66%. That's that's not what you want from a guard. If you win this game tomorrow, you're over 500 in the conference. You're maybe back somewhere close to the top 15. The mood um, Monday was, was bad with this team coming off the tech loss. It was real bad. What's mm-hmm. the mood on Monday if they win this game and win back-to-back road games? Their third consecutive road game. What's the feel? Uh, road Warriors, man. Play every game from here on out on the road? Uh, yeah, just move them to McCaslin, I guess, right? Out of the LNC? I don't know. Now, I think they'll be, I think they'll, they'll be feeling pretty good. I mean, anytime you can uh, stack wins in this conference right now, you're going to feel good about it. Um, you know that they've been a streaky team. You know they they lost two straight, they won two straight, they lost two straight, and now they beat K State. So um, you you know the the Texas and Tech loss at home hurt, but if you back that up with two road wins, you kind I mean you don't get those back, but you kind of feel like yeah, I got you. You sure. you responded a little bit, you know. So I don't know. I think they'll be in a good spot. Yeah, I. Yeah, and you got some big home games coming up. Like, I, I think people start start to feel optimistic uh, again about things. Maybe not we as just popped got beat up Oklahoma as they were. State, dude. Yeah, that's a boy. They're 
they're a young team. They're not playing well right now. They got beat by, like, uh, what was it, 29 at Kansas the other night, which there's no shame in losing to KU, but they were just totally outmatched. Yes, how you've performed against them recently, you you can't go 0-2 against those guys this year. I mean, that, that, yeah. that, just, that, that can't happen. Cannot happen. That's right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. We will be back. Nobody covers your team like the ref. If it's Sooner News and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's... Question for both of y'all. I just came out of a six-month coma right before the Alamo Bowl. I watched the game and see how Jackson Arnold performed, and while there's some good, I still am more worried going into next season than optimistic. What would you say about Arnold to alleviate those fears heading into 2024 and be more optimistic. First of all, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, How was it? (laughs) How was it? Um, I, it's not an easy situation to step in for your first start in a bowl game. I know you got a lot of practice leading up to it, but you also aren't exactly sure what you're going to get from the opposing team during a bowl uh, bowl break. They have a lot of time to work on some other stuff. Now, you got pretty much the same exact thing from Arizona the entire time. Um, I thought he made some really nice plays, showed his legs, made some really nice throws, deep ball throws. A couple of them were just beautiful. Um, you know, we're left with the loss, which, how about this? If Farouk doesn't lose that football and it turned into a pick six or whatever, however they classified it, I mean, one or the we other. win that. Yeah. Yeah. We win that football game. And if we win that football game, I think everyone's feeling pretty optimistic about how Jackson Arnold played. Well, I think even the perception of OU nationally going into the offseason is a little bit different if that's the case. Um, okay. Let me, let me try my hand at this. He finished with, okay, 26 of 45 for 361, two touchdowns, three interceptions. He had 38 yards on the ground. So let me try it this way. The very first, his very first possession as a starting quarterback was an interception. His third ever series as a starting quarterback was an interception. So if you would like to take away the first three series of his first ever start and just go from there, it actually looks a lot better than, you know, what the final stat line looks like. If we're trying to be optimistic about here, right? He had two interceptions in his first three series. And if you just kind of pick up things from there, that's two touchdown, one pick. That other pick that he had was maybe his worst one. That was a bad pick in a bad situation. But I guess that just kind of builds upon the upside that he showed multiple times throughout the game. Like, the, the, the true well, talent is pretty obvious watching the game of what he has. Why, why were we so optimistic? Well, because 
we felt like he throws an elite deep ball. Okay, that still holds true. He throws an elite deep ball. All right, we're also optimistic because he was. We we hoped that he was going to bring athleticism and you know in the running game and playmaking ability to the position. That checks off. Still have that. Like those are your two critical things. Now, he's an act. He throws a great ball. Throws an accurate ball. Like what he's like the mistakes he made are not lack of skill set or lack of ability. Those are experience plays. You know. Yeah. So, I more snaps, more coaching, more. Uh, chemistry with his wide receivers with his offensive line like some of the things he was doing in the pocket like standing in there whenever he had guys all around him and didn't look threatened by it at all like i was blown away by some of that like i was up there in the box like what's he doing get rid of the football like nervous for him but he wasn't he wasn't bothered by it at all, and I think that's a great sign. I just – sorry, I can't stop laughing. Someone uh, from the state of Kansas says, hypothetical prayers for Drew from Flower Mound. Get well soon, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my good. gosh. KW918, is JMFA still on the rooster? I thought Roger from L.A. called for the revoking of his scholarship after the San Antonio Bowl. Yeah, Roger in L.A. and I, we, uh, we... What, he was upset about it? What happened? Teddy, I, I told you, it was the most... Um, it, it was a pretty aggressive post-game show that night. I, yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, people were upset about the loss. I think it was because the kickoff time was a lot different than most kickoff times were normally given. Normally, the post-game show is starting at around 2.30 or so. Not that people right. don't drink beer before 11 a.m. games, but, you know, it's 2.30 in the afternoon compared to a 11.30 start time, I think, is when that postgame show got underway. Well, It was a sauced-up hey, postgame show, that's for sure. I'll tell you what. I don't want it any different. I, I'm usually fine after a game, win or lose. Like, there's times I'm frustrated and I – that's probably the angriest I've been after an OU loss in a while. Why? Just because they blew the lead? They had no business losing that lead? No The bad football business. that was played? What? Losing to that football team. Yeah. No business. And watching all the, the trash that that team was talking, pregame, early game, you finally whipped them and they were done. They were done. It was over. They were fighting with each other on the sideline. We were more, we were the more physical team. We were beating them up in the running game. Our D-line was just killing Fafita. Uh, we were about to run away with that game. Run away with it. Blow them out. They were tapping out. The, ta- the corner was about to throw the towel in. Seeing how long you can we go, keep going we go with this. <laughs> spinning and tossing the damn ball up in the air like it's a, I don't know what, and it's over. Like that. It changes. We can't answer. Can't recover. Can't regroup. Mistakes pile up. 
defense played great, but by the end of it, it's like we can't do it anymore. All right, it's over. We're tapped out. So, Sean says, yeah, it was frustrating. Sean says, if it makes you feel better, Ted, I'm still not over KU. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not over any of those. Don't, not sure when I will be. Lose just a bunch of basketball schools. Not great. I, it, I don't know, man. It's frustrating. Now, but well, hang on though. We didn't answer the question. Like, what was the main beef with Arnold? Just the turnovers? I mean, yeah, uh-huh. it's not just the. Tur- I mean, that's not like a a small thing. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was the three turnovers, and they made the wrong decision. They got to go get Gabriel back as soon as possible. But again, he had three turnovers. Yes, his, his third one was maybe his worst one that he had. Hold on to the football near the goal line. Go score. Just get points on that drive, and that, that football game's over. You allowed them. You held their hand to get back in that game. Go get Gabriel, like, to bring Dylan Gabriel back? He was a wild night, buddy. Well, If you want to listen to the podcast of it this weekend, you are more than welcome. I'm not. That is, that's quite the move to... And maybe it ends up being right. I don't know. But, like, you don't want to stunt Jackson Arnold's growth because I feel like he's got a higher ceiling than Dylan Gabriel for a bunch of reasons, for multiple reasons. And Dylan Gabriel's a really good quarterback. He might, he might, he'll might, he probably be a Heisman finalist next year. He may win the dang thing. And I think Jackson Arnold um, can be better. Probably not better right now. Definitely wasn't better in the bowl game. I we win that bowl game with Dylan Gabriel, right? Agree? Yes. But you know, I I think that you got to have you got to let Jackson Arnold go out there and earn his stripes and develop and get better because if you want to go win a championship, it's going to be with him. Man, I was having a really good day today. Really was feeling all optimistic about this basketball game tomorrow. I. You're going to a Tool concert tomorrow. That's cool. Had a fun day on the show today. One hypothetical question in the final hour got me all down, reliving those three losses. Well, 211 days till kickoff. You could be worse. You could be in a six-month coma. Or go okay. six, or have a six and seven season. There you go. So, it's a good day, man. It's I'm just Friday. waiting. I'm just waiting to walk out of a season like, to get out of a season and look back on it and smile and not have to be like yeah when is, when's that All day right. gonna happen I, I want that to happen soon uh it's gonna happen next year whenever we play the last game of the season which is the national championship and i think it's played on february 28th next year <laughs> All right that's gonna be we're just gonna, we're, this time next year we're just gonna be starting the uh, 12 team playoff February second. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah, we, we as soon as the national championships over Monday, we start spring ball. <laughs> All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. Talking sooner football.